0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
2: right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. It is Friday, December 15th, and it is a joy to be with you today. My name is Josh Sorensen, again, one of the assistant pastors here at Calvary Church and also the host for the Friday show of Calvary Live. Uh, so thankful for all of you guys that are tuning in. Welcome to everybody listening all throughout the states right now and, and some of you even beyond. Uh, we want to go ahead and give out the number again and get this show started. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Give us a call. If you've got Bible questions, if there's something particular that has been on your heart that you'd like to ask, uh, if there's something in your devotional life that you've been working through, or something you heard on the radio, something you heard maybe at church And you haven't had the opportunity necessarily to engage with your pastor about it. Well, one of the reasons we have this show is we want to make a pastor available to you uh, to be able to help in any way that we can. We certainly don't have all the answers to every question, uh, but we'd love to be able to minister to you. So 303-690-3000 is the number. If you'd prefer to give us a text, again, we've got this wonderful text line. It's available. It's a prayer text line. Uh, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But we also open it up during this hour for your questions as well. So we do our best to get to your questions via text. But if for some reason we don't get to it, then we just encourage you to, to text us again at the next show. So again, uh, the good pastor, Jeff Figs is the host of the Monday and Tuesday show, uh, Pastor Ed Taylor, of course, hosting the Wednesday-Thursday show. So if uh, for some reason we don't get to it today, give us again that, that, that text question on Monday or Tuesday, and we'll eventually get to it. The only reason we wouldn't get to your text question is if we've got uh, callers calling in. So we'll always go to the callers first, then get to the text. But one thing that's great about the text, uh, anytime you text in a prayer request, again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, any time. Uh, We will absolutely respond to every single text that is a prayer request. And then we take that prayer request and we pass it down to a team of people uh, here at Calvary Church that that pray a couple of different prayer teams, take these prayer requests and lift them up throughout the week. So I want to encourage you guys for sure to to take advantage of this wonderful resource, this prayer line 720-336-0897 is the number to text. One more time, 720-336-0897. But our call-in number is what the show is all about for this hour, to hear from you. Uh, and again, not just Bible questions. Of course, we welcome Bible questions and uh, want to be a part of that. But uh, I would love to uh, also just hear how we can be praying for you. Uh, that's a big part of uh, what we want to do in this show is to be able to lift up what's on your heart uh, this week, this particular day, perhaps. And a wonderful thing about being able to pray on a show like this is you've got an army of people that are coming around you that are agreeing with the prayer, praying for you. Many of these people might even take the prayer requests that you share and continue to pray for you throughout the week. So if the Lord is stirring in your heart and you just feel, man, I could really use some prayer today, I just am i 'm walking through a difficult season i 'm struggling, I know somebody that 's struggling um, and 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 now you 're listening to the show i don 't believe that there 's any coincidences uh, when it comes to what the Lord is doing in our lives, and so perhaps this is just an invitation from the Lord for you uh to to call us so that we can pray for you, we can care for you, we can be a part of what it is that he 's doing in your life right now uh, so Again that number is 3036903000 303-690-3000. We've got uh, our our good friend, my good friend, my dear brother, Dennis, is producing today. I can't tell you enough about how much I love this guy, but he is in the other room, uh, and he will be producing, taking the calls, all of that. So make sure you guys give Dennis, if you call, a lot of love. No grief, just love. That's all he wants. <laughs> but uh, but give us a call. Say hello to Dennis. And uh, again, if there's something we can pray for for you today as well, we'd love to be able to do that. 303 690 3000. We're going to go ahead here and take our first call. This is Austin from Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, Austin, how are you doing today? Good, you? Doing great, thank you. Thanks so much for calling.
3: Yeah, of course. I just wanted to uh, give give God praise, you know, for everything He's doing in my life, and I, I just wanted to just, uh, you know, I picked up a NIV Bible at at uh the church I go to and like um it's not even really really where I necessarily noticed that uh verse twenty one of Matthew seventeen was just like not there and uh haven't really had a chance to look into it much more than that but
2: yeah you know I to share your thoughts yeah great great question uh, so you said you got the nIV but it's also just for your information free information you'll see verses that might not appear in the ESV the English standard version the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, and the NLT, the New Living Translation, in addition to the NIV. So um, you'll, you'll notice that in those particular translations, there's a verse—you might even skip a verse—there's a couple passages. John 5.4 would be missing. Uh, Acts 8.37 is missing. 1 John 5.7 is missing. I know you'd mentioned Matthew. Another example is Mark 16, uh, 9 through 20 at the very end there, that section uh, is in the footnotes. Most of these verses are actually not missing. They're depending on your Bible, they'll be in the footnotes. But the the reason that these newer translations, uh, we would call them, are 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 uh, are not apparent. These verses aren't actually being removed from the Bible as we might think. The newer translations, what they're actually trying to do is they're attempting to present what the biblical writers originally wrote, which means leaving out anything that was not part of the original text. So the content that seems to be missing in the newer translation is believed by most Bible scholars not to uh, have been in the Bible to begin with. Uh, And so really, the issue is between the older texts and the newer texts. So uh, an example of that would be uh, you know, Matthew chapter 5, I'm sorry, John chapter 5, verse 4. Uh, that would be included in the King James Version. Uh, that is also included in the New King James Version, but that verse has a footnote attached explaining that it's not found in many of the Greek texts. Uh and the NIV would also place a footnote there if you take note John five four, um, saying it's missing uh, or it's 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 uh you'll actually note that John five four seems to be missing in the actual text, um, and that verse by the way, in case you're wondering what that verse is, it's uh, where it says that this particular uh, man is waiting for the moving of the waters, for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool, stirred up the waters. Whoever then uh, first, after stirring up of the waters, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease he was afflicted. Um, So again, really what this goes down to is the older texts and the newer texts. But but the most important thing, you know, because that's a big study that you can get into the majority text versus the uh, the, the The more recent um, text, but the any verses that seem to be missing, and again they 're not really missing they 're just they 're included in the footnotes and usually with an explanation um, why that they 've done that, but none they 're of minor significance, in other words, none of them change in any way. Any of the major themes of the Bible, they don't really have any impact on the Bible doctrines. You know, For example, none of those verses affect Jesus' death and resurrection, or Jesus being the only way, the truth, and the life, or uh, any of the doctrines about heaven or hell or those kind of things. So we don't need to worry that somehow because there's a verse that wasn't included in the majority text, for example, uh, in, in some of these newer translations— uh, that somehow that 's going to affect our faith uh, it 's just a matter of determining again it 's through very careful research textual science it's it 's a whole different kind of a study. It really is a study of sciences to determine the accuracy of the texts and um, and so what content was most likely part of the original manuscripts of the Bible and what part wasn 't uh, the original manuscripts of the Bible. So hope that helps a little bit, but you don 't need to worry if you see that uh, that 's a great question. But it but it's nothing necessarily right. to to worry about in the sense that is there's something wrong with this translation. Okay, sir, thank you. Absolutely, man. And hey, just a quick question. You'd mentioned the Lord's doing a, a good work in your life. What what is it in, in particular that you just sense him doing in your life? Because I think sometimes when we hear a lot of people asking for prayer <clears> requests <throat> and um sharing difficulties, there's so many people that can relate to that. But it's also good to hear the yeah. good the good things the Lord is doing. So you started out the show by saying that and would just love to hear. Yeah.
3: Yep, uh, kind of like a uh, short version. Um, I, I mean, I've always believed. You know, I just let I just uh, allowed sin to do what it does, you know, and then I uh, yes gr- graduated from a community corrections program like basically like went from the streets to you know slowly um, really things started changing when I started reading the word more and praying according to his will and um, making like conscious conscious efforts to get rid of bad habits and stuff like that and um, so it's just uh you know it, there's there's a lot of good things that I could mention that are happening right now for me, but you know I I, I moved out of the halfway house into my own place and um, I got baptized a couple weeks ago.
2: And man, I I just feel like there's so many people. I even see Dennis is clapping for you in the other room right now. But there's so many people that are just I believe saying praise the Lord. What you're what you're describing is such good news. It, it, it's so encouraging.
3: Right, it is, yeah, and it and a lot of people are, um, you know, I mean, like, it's just the world is nasty right now, and and but there is a lot of people that are waking up, yes, you know, and
2: so amen. Well, bro, I mean, just even what yeah. you described is what we are praying for as pastors, as our even in our own local church here, just. God, do do this kind of reviving work in people's hearts and lives and set set all of us free from whatever sin has been a part of our lives and let us walk in freedom. And the fact that you that God has done that, that He's brought you from correction, you know, the correctional facility in the halfway home and now you've been baptized. I mean, that's just the trajectory that you're yeah. on is a great <clears throat> direction of God's goodness and grace in your life.
3: Yep, and the radio is powerful too. I've always I've always been locked up like this is the first time I've ever
2: called in, so. Wonderful. Well, man, we're, Great. We're, thank you so much for calling. And I want to say to you, too, yeah. Pastor Ed has mentioned this a number of times to our church here. But we have a desire for for the radio station here in Colorado, Grace FM, um, to get down south into the Pueblo area. Because there's a number of prisons that we're really praying that this this radio station, and then, of course, Calvary Live, the radio show, uh, would be able to get into those places to minister. So we have been praying, and maybe you can join us in prayer since you're a testimony of someone that's been ministered to in that way, just that we can get more of the gospel and God's word into the prisons so that more people get to respond in the way that you are to the the, the goodness of God in their lives.
3: Cool, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to hear about helping to get that you know, if I could, if I could tie a little bit towards
2: that. Oh man, that's that's so kind of you. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Stay in touch with the the um, the radio show here. Certainly, you can always text Pastor Ed in particular because he he is the one that is on top of a lot of that. Or even our our uh, our okay. manager here at Grace FM. Well, but enough. Yeah, so okay. I'll, what I'll do is I'll put you on hold, and then I'll give, get you back okay. to Dennis, our producer, and he can, he can get you that information. And I would say the main thing right now, there's no openings. We've been praying for years for this. It's just to pray, Lord, give an opportunity for there to be the right opening, the right towers with the right frequencies. Uh, and we as a church are right. really excited about, like, believing that God is going to do something because there are so many people that aren't being reached now that we have a desire to see reached. So just sure. hearing your testimony brought cool. that up to my mind. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, Austin. I'll put you on hold, and then Dennis will, will, will get you that information. Thanks so much for calling, right. bro. Appreciate your encouragement. Thank you. It's wonderful. Wonderful. So give us a call, too. If you have a testimony, if God's doing something in your life, we'd love to to hear that. Uh, In addition to prayer requests, of course, if there's something you're walking through that's difficult. And uh, and then, of course, in addition to any Bible questions that you're working through. So the show, there's no planning for the show. Uh, We don't know what to expect. Uh, It's all live, and so it's wonderful. So to start out the show with a guy that has been ministered to in prison through radio ministry is just so wonderful. I'm so thankful for Austin calling there from Fort Collins. Again, our number, 303-690-3000. If you don't get through, uh, just give it a minute and then uh, we'll, we'll, a line will be opened up and you'll be able to to uh, get through uh, within a couple minutes here. 303 690 3000. We're going to go now to Alex calling from Iowa. Alex, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
2: Doing great. Thank you. And thanks so much for calling.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, so I called a while ago, a couple months ago, and oh, geez. Oh, Sorry, this person has really bright headlights. (laughs) I
2: was going to ask if you were driving. Yeah, be careful. (laughs) Yeah. Great.
1: So um, I called. I don't remember which pastor was present and which I spoke to. However, I have had a desire to be a family man since I was about 14 years old. And God has placed a young woman in my life recently and things are going really really great with that
2: great great news and you know we we always appreciate too when when people call with prayer requests giving us a call back later and just letting us kind of updating us to know how god used not just the prayer but what he's doing in your life right now in the season so uh that that's great news that's great news to see that god's brought a godly woman into your life through through prayer yeah Great. I
1: am very, very happy.
2: Wonderful. Yeah, the, the Bible, and I know she's not your wife yet, so I'm not jumping the gun here, right. but the Bible right. does say, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, uh, you know, in Proverbs. And it speaks so much of just what the, the, the beauty of having a good godly woman in your life. I mean, I've been married now for uh, coming up in 23 years. My, my 23rd anniversary will be in about two weeks, December 29th. It's easy, I got married in in uh, December of two thousand, so it's easy for me to remember how many years we've been married, like kind of kind of a cheat code, um, but yeah, I can just say there's nothing I would not be who I am without my wife. She is uh just such a gift to me in in more ways than I could express so uh, so it's exciting, you know just to see that God is beginning to open up a, a, a door for you with a desire that you've had to to be a family man to raise. A family uh, as a godly man with a godly wife. I mean, that's that's I believe um, just the heart of the Lord for for us to be able to, especially if we're wanting families, to just be able to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and to be able to express our love towards our wives in the way that uh, God loves the church. And so again, you're not there, but uh, but it's just wonderful to see how God's beginning to stir some of these things up in your life and your heart. Yep. Great. Yeah, well let me amen. let me pray and just uh, thank the Lord for for just his goodness in your life and we'll continue to pray that he'll lead you and guide you into the things that he has for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, Lord, thank you for Alex, and just, uh, again, uh, wonderful, Lord, to have anybody give us a call and uh, and say, hey, I called for prayer, and this is what I see the Lord doing right now uh, in my life. And so, Lord, we just thank you for the good gift uh, of a relationship, a friendship, uh, Lord, of the way that when, when we're lonely or when we're desiring uh, a particular kind of friend or even potentially a, a potential spouse— um God that that you do say you give good gifts to those who come to you Lord you as a as a good father, as the perfect father Lord, uh, and I know that not everybody receives the the kind of relationships in the in the timing, Lord that perhaps we would want, which for many of us asking for a relationship, we wanted it yesterday, <laughs> but in your time, Lord, all things come together. Uh, and so in Alex's life, just so thankful, God, for uh, his praise report. So thankful, God, that you're beginning to move there. I pray he continues to trust you, continues to lean into uh, all that you have for him, Lord, uh, that you'd bless this friendship, Lord. Uh, and if it is potentially something that will move into to, to something deeper, uh, God, that the timing of that and uh, just all the things included in that would be very clear to him and to her as well. So, again, Lord, we love you, and we're thankful for Alex and the good things you're doing in his life, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Alex. Well, thank, thank you, me. man. appreciate your call, and give us a call anytime. Keep, keep us updated how things are going, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to pray in this this journey that you're on right now. It's wonderful.
3: All right. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Thank God you. bless you. Thank you. All right, which means we have a line open. So let me give that number out, 303 690 3000 Don't want to uh, neglect the text line either. So if you would prefer to text a prayer request or question in, we'll do our best to get to those as well, 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Albert calling from New Jersey. Albert, how are you doing?
0: Good, Pastor. How are you today, sir?
2: Doing wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so um, much for calling from the, from the good state uh, of New Jersey.
0: Well, I, I, let's
2: well, not go too far with that. <laughs> I'm, fr- I'm from Philly, so I, re- I relate. I'm from Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Well, great to, yeah. hear, great to well, hear you. How can we help you?
0: Okay. You know, I've been saved for about four years, and read the Bible daily. I love Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. Amen. And I preach that my whole family saved, my children, three children, my wife and you um, come across things in the Bible on a daily basis where you ask for a discernment and you ask the Holy Spirit for answers, and I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I can't get this one. And it, you look in Hebrews nine twenty seven, and it says, it's appointed for all men to die once, all people, and then to face judgment. And then when you go into the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 24, says that Jesus says, um, you will not come into judgment if you believe, yeah. shall pass death and then into eternal life. So I'm like, I don't want to ask my personal pastor down here in southern New Jersey because uh, sometimes I put him on the spot and he looks at me and I, I don't want to get him where he doesn't quite know when I feel uncomfortable. So I said, let me call... Um, in Colorado, because there's a lot of chapel, uh, Calvary chapels right here in southern New Jersey. I love them all. Yes, I listen 90.5 Hope M every day. Awesome! Uh, it's a great, great, it's the greatest channel, the greatest channel. Love but that anyway, station. Love so Bill Lucaman Pastor.
2: Yeah, great question. I love Bill
0: Lucaman, Gary Clark. Yes. I can name them all down here: Woodbury, Joe D'Amico, a guy in Hamilton, Lombardo, Lombardo. I, I can't remember all their names. I, I know listen so many of those day. guys as I well.
2: Know. My pastor from Calvary Philly, Joe Foch is part of that. it's Just so wonderful.
0: Joe Foch Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. So great, but, great uh, question. You know, yeah.
2: um, the the Bible does talk about, as as you mentioned, uh, Hebrews nine twenty seven. It's appointed for men to die once. After this, the judgment. It goes on to say, as Christ was mm-hmm. offered once to bear the sin of many, uh, so as as uh, every person will die once. Um, and then face the judgment is what the author of the Hebrews is saying there. Jesus only had to die once to bear our sin. That's kind of the point that he's making there. But when it comes to the judgment, um, there there are two different kinds of— uh, the, there, there's one place that the believers will stand after we, we die at some point, not, not immediately. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the moment a believer dies— uh, They're in the Lord's presence. At some point uh, in, in the right. timetable moving forward, the Bible says that we will stand before what's called the Bema seat um, or the judgment seat yep. of Christ. And that Bema yep. seat, when we, and so when you reference John chapter 5, that his children won't face judgment, the, the Bema seat, or the, it's also called the judgment seat, you can read about that in Romans chapter 14, um, that. That 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 is not judgment in the sense that we think of judgment, where we're being judged according to our sin. That's what Jesus was referencing there, um, because the judgment oh. of our sin was placed on Jesus when he when he bore our sin on the cross. So he uh, was oh. judged on our behalf for our sin. So the 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 bema seat, which is Sometimes a more helpful way of, of talking about the judgment seat of Christ uh, is a time right. in the future when believers will give an account of themselves to Christ. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.10, I'll read that to you, says, We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for us and the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Um, So this is for Christians, not for unbelievers. Uh, Jesus teaches in a parable uh, in Luke chapter 19, the king is going to return, and at at the time that he returns, everyone will will be required to give an account. His servants will be required to give an account. So really, uh, we will stand before that seat, but that's where we will receive rewards, I uh, will receive crowns yeah. will receive those things that the Lord says you know again here are the things here was your life, uh, and all things will be made bare, both the good and the bad but the bad has already been taken care of because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. So we're not under judgment or condemnation or yeah. the wrath of God wonderfully. So instead, we get rewarded, which is, which is amazing to me that we don't just receive salvation, but on top of that, we get rewarded for our faithfulness and for our good works and, and those things on this side of eternity. He, it says in 2 Corinthians, while we're in the body here. So we get rewarded. Now, unbelievers, when they die— they will end up standing before what's called the great white throne judgment. That will be the right, final right. judgment we read about in Revelation 20, uh, the final judgment prior to being cast into the lake of fire. So that is a completely different kind of, of, uh, of a throne. Uh, there's the Bema seat, and then there's the great white throne. Christians stand before, believers stand before the Bema seat. All unbelievers will stand before the great white throne. No, no believer will stand before the great white throne. There was a question that was texted in last week that I didn't get the, the chance to answer. But the question was, will there be people that will stand before the great white throne that will have an opportunity in that moment to repent? Uh, but we don't have any indication uh, any indication from Revelation 20. Uh, at that point, uh, it appears their mind has been set. They've rejected Christ. They're standing before the great white throne. And that's where the Lord's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Uh, and so that's, that's a, a throne that nobody wants to stand before because that is the throne that... Is the the final uh, the the final wrath of God uh, on sin and on brokenness and uh, and that's where he says depart from me I never knew you for those Christ rejecting people so when I when I even talk about that it just makes me more and more want to try to get the gospel to as many people and the word of God to as many people as possible so that they don't have to stand before that. They literally would have to step over the cross of Christ in order to be standing before this great white throne. But when Jesus talks in John five about judgment, he's talking about the judgment that Jesus took upon himself for us. And then this judgment seat, or, or, or as it says in, in uh, as you mentioned, Hebrews nine, that every man will 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 die once, and then after that, the judgment. Uh, it of course now depending on the other scriptures is how we know there's a judgment seat for believers, uh, which is where we'll receive rewards, and then there's a the great white throne for un, unbelievers.
0: Well, that really sums it up for me. That helped me out. And the great white throne, the, the Bible never says where that is. Correct. From what I read, I can't find it where that is. Yeah, that,
2: that's right. All, all no, we, no we, no we know, know. That is fun. all we yeah. know is it's the final yeah. judgment of the wicked. That's that's all we know about it. But you're correct. Wicked. That's and right. I'm, yeah, and, and,
0: I'm and that really helped me out a lot, Pastor. Good. Josh. That, that that really Jesus Jesus took it upon himself and, 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 and took all our sins away when we believed. So we crossed that that judgment into the, the beam of seat with our rewards. Like Paul says in Timothy, I, I'm going to be receiving the reward of righteousness.
2: Absolutely. Like he says
0: in Timothy, too. Absolutely. And, and, and we're all going to get—there's other ones in James and Peter, you know, uh, different ones of life. and right, I think the five crowns or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, so that really helped me. I, I couldn't—I just couldn't get a grasp on it. Yeah, I, I asked the Holy Spirit for discernment and answer. It I just it just wouldn't come clear to me. So I said I, I have to call.
2: Well, it's so good. <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad you called. And you know, one of the ways we get to these conclusions too is just further study of the Bible. Because you wouldn't get all of this information just from reading John five or Hebrews nine. But as you begin to study the rest wow, of Scripture, okay. you get you get Scripture helps inform us of what a, a verse like Hebrews nine twenty seven means. So, brother, yeah. thank you so and much I'll, for calling. I'm we
0: four years old. I appreciate. It. I'm 54. I started at 50. My son, 22, he started at 19, and he's doing. When he's 54, he's going to know the Bible in and out. And Amen. I'm so happy for him. He he loves the Lord, and we all. You know, we have to get everybody saved. That that's a goal that I think we're putting here to get people saved and to save their souls, when their spirits back, because it's it's a long eternity, forever.
2: Amen. Amen. We got to go to our break. God bless you. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Welcome back to Calvary live. Give us a call at 690 3000 or text us at seven two zero three
2: three six zero eight nine seven. Let's join Calvary live right now. All right. Welcome back to the second half here of Calvary live. Uh, again, want to thank so much those that have called already and, uh, Albert, awesome to be able to talk to you in New Jersey. There, uh, so sorry we had to we had to cut you off there. But man, you were preaching there at the end, and I'm I'm with you. We want to get the gospel in, into as many people's hearts as, as we possibly can. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, um, everyone that's listening, make sure that you are going to a church that teaches the Bible, where where it is opened. And it's expounded upon, uh, and, and you're, you're digging into it. It's not just, uh, you know, not just somebody that references the Bible and then gives you a bunch of, of, uh, of helpful suggestions or how to's or self help tools, you know, and not that those things are all bad, but, but faith doesn't come through those things. Faith comes through hearing and hearing through the Word of God. So that is how we will be able to see the Lord Jesus do so much work in people's hearts. Uh, and the question, again, was about the Bema seat and the great white throne. And so just if we can populate heaven, plunder hell, as an old preacher said, and populate heaven, um, that that is in many ways what life is all about to the glory of God. So wonderful I want to just acknowledge as well, Sarah uh, called from Denver here, and uh, it looks like we got disconnected, um, but you were needing prayer to heal your marriage. Your husband is incarcerated. Um, You just signed the the marriage certificate, um, but having some issues there. So if there's anything, Sarah, that we can do for you uh, beyond praying for you now, certainly give us a call back. Uh, But Lord Jesus, we want to bring Sarah before you and just pray, uh, God, that you would give her and her... uh, her husband, who is now, Lord, uh, incarcerated, I don't know how long, just the wisdom, Lord, to, to know how to move forward in a difficult situation like this. Uh, and on top of that, she she's asking for healing for their marriage and for one another. So I don't have the details, but you know, uh, Lord, every, every part of their story, every part of what it is that she's asking, uh, Lord, you to heal. Uh, in his life, in her life and then together in the marriage. Uh, Lord, you say in your word that you know a thought before we think it and a word before we speak it. You say that you know every single hair on our head, which is remarkable. Uh, you say that if the if the the sparrows, the birds are taken care of and known by you and not one of them falls without you knowing, uh, how much more, Lord, are you going to watch over your children? And so as Sarah is praying for her marriage and asking for uh, healing from you and asking for wisdom, Lord, with the division and the problems that they're experiencing right now, God, you care. And you knew this was coming, so this is no surprise to you. And your grace is powerful enough to heal the most broken of people, the most broken of marriages, Lord. Uh, That's why it is that the good news is a gospel of grace It's a gospel of love, certainly. It's a gospel of hope, Um, hope, Lord. And we believe as we pray with faith and with hope, God, that you are able. Not only are you all powerful, but you're all good, Lord. And marriage was your idea. You came up with it. And so for a man and a woman to come together certainly is going to create some friction and difficulties because it's two sinners coming together. But, Lord Jesus, you've you've communicated in your word uh, how to process and work through that. And ultimately, it just goes back to us depending upon you and seeking you and turning our hearts to you. Uh, so Lord, would you heal Sarah and heal her her husband uh, the, the personally, individually, but also this marriage, Lord. And we pray for a, just a remarkable outcome. Uh, and, and we trust you, Lord Jesus, that you will do these things uh, because of your grace and your love. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, quick question. Uh, do we have line three? Is that still? Uh... Okay, great. So we're going to go ahead and take a call here from uh, Nick. Right before we do that, I just want to give out the number. We've got one open line, 303-690-3000. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand, or you can text us seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, and I will do my my best to get over to those text messages as well. Sometimes these shows, they, it's hard to believe how fast they can go. <laughs> so, uh, but we're going to go to Nick now, calling, and uh, Nick, it looks like you've got a question. Thanks so much for calling. Uh,
4: thanks for taking my call. Um, my question was in regards to, um, I guess, the doctrine of sinless perfectionism, you know, is that biblical? Uh, you know, just through my readings, I could see how, um, you know, how it could be. But then also what I hear a lot of in, in uh, I guess, mainstream, you know, culture, or the message uh, is, you know, says no, uh, that this is not not even possible for one to be born again and to, I guess, lead a life that where you're, you, you are, like Paul, you know, it's a race. You know, he he had not yet obtained, um, you know, glory, um, but he was able to bring, you know, all things into uh, subjection, so to speak, Yeah. Uh, to not willfully sin. Um, you know, I know thoughts are maybe, you know, a, a different story, but the idea that if you're truly saved and born again, that you will— um, you know, repent and not keep falling back into, into sin. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah,
2: great, great question. And, and I will say, there are those. I actually just uh, saw recently um, a, a social media post where there was this uh, preacher, and the preacher was basically saying, I no longer sin. Like, I've come to the point in my life where I have attained. Uh, what I guess you could call Christian perfectionism. Uh, And I heard that and I was like, man, if I was in that church, I would run from that church. And and I'll say this, you know, perfectionism, when it comes to this idea – uh, there 's two kinds of perfectionism there 's those that like Martha, who was busy and worried about many things, and she probably struggled with a certain kind of perfectionism as she served the Lord, wanting to do things with perfection but there 's perfectionism I think that you 're asking about uh, that leads to this idea that we can we can come to a place where we don 't sin anymore sin, sinless perfection uh, and i don 't believe that the Bible teaches that you know the the one verse that people will go to when it comes to this idea of um, sinless perfection. Is uh, is Matthew five forty eight where it says there uh, the Bible calls us to be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. So some people yeah. will read that and think, well, there it is. Like, doesn't that mean we're supposed to be perfect? But uh, the Greek word there for perfect uh, is this word teleos, and it means uh, that that we we are brought uh, brought to the end or, or completed or perfected, uh, and this perfection is not uh this the word perfect there is, is not the sense a perfectionists so often uh think of it rather it's being completed in christ an ongoing sense and in, in the uh philippians one six it says there that he who began the good work he will be faithful to complete the good work so he created us he saved us and he's faithful to perfect us um, but but uh if you study you know um, systematic theology uh what the Bible teaches is that the moment we were saved, uh, we were saved from the penalty of our sin, we were saved from the power of sin. And then we will be saved from the presence of sin, meaning there is coming a time when there's no more sin in our life. Right now, we're, we're justified, uh, so we're saved from the penalty of it. Jesus Christ has taken that upon Himself, so sin is not held to our, our account anymore wonderfully. Uh, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, we all still fall short. Yes, we all still miss the mark. Um, sinners need a Savior, and, and that's why Jesus came. So when we trust in Him, He forgives us of our shortcomings, our imperfections, uh, and then we can stop striving for this this perfection, and we can, as it says in Matthew 11, 28, we can rest. Finally, we can rest from our striving in the perfect one. And then as we're, we're connected and we're abiding in the vine, then there's this process called sanctification, where He is setting us free from the power of sin. So hopefully, I am sinning less— as I grow closer to Jesus and I mature, hopefully I'm not sinning in the same way I was 10, 20 years ago, but that doesn't mean I'm ever going to get to the point on this side of eternity where I'm going to be sinless. Hopefully I'm sinning less, but I won't ever be sinless. There will always be temptation. There'll always be opportunities where I'm going to need to confess my sin, uh, as it says in 1 John, because he's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from those things. But there will come a time then when uh, we will be We've been justified. We're being sanctified right now. We will be glorified. And the Bible talks about in eternity standing before the throne of god we we will in his presence there will be no more sin no more sorrow no more tears and so that will be the time when we can finally say sin no longer has any effect in my life uh, it, it has no power in our life currently unless we give it power and that's paul talks about that in romans 7 and romans 8 but there will come a time when all all of that will no longer be part of our our minds, our bodies, our decisions, uh, and so wonderfully we are we are headed towards that, but i don 't believe on this side of eternity we 'll ever get to the place where we attain sinless perfection um, so again that 's why Peter says, "Grow in faith second peter three eight uh, we 're cooperating mm-hmm. with god 's work in us, uh, we are called to live godly lives, we are called to submit to God. But the focus of the Bible's commands is not on how other people see us, uh, which is often where perfectionism goes. It can become an idol because we want people to see us as if we're perfect people. Um, but instead the focus is always our heart's posture towards God. And again, resting in Him who is the perfect one. And He's making us more like Him as we mature and as we grow in Christ.
4: Amen. Thank you. Thank you for, for
2: that. Yeah, you're so welcome. And I think it's a great question that um, particularly, again, if you get to certain passages of Scripture, you might see a verse like, be perfect as God, our, our Father's perfect. Um, and, but what's always helpful when we get to a verse like that, not to build a doctrine off of that one verse by itself, because there are other verses that will help inform what Jesus is saying there. So we're really using Scripture to help us interpret scripture. That's the best way of interpreting a verse like that, uh, is knowing what, what what the whole of scripture says to help shine light on what, what a verse like that might say. That's
4: yeah, sure. Amen.
2: All right. Well, pre- appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks so much for calling, Nick. And um, uh, did you did you say you had a prayer request as well, or was it just a question?
4: Uh, no, sir, just a okay, question. Okay, wonderful.
2: <laughs> great. Well, call back right, anytime. Uh, great to hear from you. Appreciate you listening, appreciate you calling. So God bless you today.
4: Yes, sir. God bless.
2: Thank, Thank you so much. All right. is the number. 303 And again, the text message, a line if you'd like to give us a call, a text, I should say, a prayer request. Uh, or a Bible question there as well. That's 720-336-0897. I do have a text that came in here. Pastor Josh, can you pray for me not feeling well due to shingles? Uh, So Lord Jesus, just pray for my brother or my sister here who's dealing with shingles. Lord, that is not uh, at all fun, Lord, uh, and it can be painful and, uh, Lord, it can be frustrating, uh, and uh, so I've known a number of people that have had that as well. So, uh, Lord, my brother, my sister who who texted this in, whoever it was, Lord, you know, we just pray for your healing. We pray for a quick. Uh, Lord, um, process of, of uh, whatever it is, Lord, that that they need to do, whether it's um, medicine or just, lots, of course, lots of rest, and yet your healing touch as well, Lord, on um, on this physical frame of our brother or our sister. Encourage them today, strengthen them today, remind them again, not only are you able, uh, but you're good, Lord. And, and I pray sometimes when we're just sick and we're in bed and we're still and we're unable to do the things we want to do, those can be great opportunities. Opportunities for us to draw near to you, and for you to speak to us in in a, in a in a different way as we're still and we're we're feeling the the effects of our physical weakness and our ailments. So would you do that work, Lord? Uh, again, and my dear brother, and my dear sister, who texted this in, and we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Thank you for texting, and uh, again, any text messages that comes in that's a prayer request, we'll we'll be sure to pass that on for sure. Uh, let's see, we're going to go now to uh, line number two, uh, as I'm getting either that or I'm getting the peace sign. It's one, but okay, so yeah, <laughs> so Dennis is uh, can he's, he's communicating from the other room with sign language. Uh, but we're going to go here to Scott calling from Fort Collins. Scott, how you doing today, brother?
1: I'm doing all right, Josh. How are you?
2: Doing okay. Thank you. Sounds like you... God uh, bless you. God some... bless you,
1: and I love you. Oh,
2: man. I would love you, too, brother. How how can we be praying for you?
1: My bride and I, I received a call latter part of July from my youngest sister, saying that mom needed to go to assisted living unless somebody came to take care of her, you know? And, and so, my bride and I, we sold everything that we could. We brought out what we didn't sell. We got out here August 8th, started taking care of mom, and I found a job. My bride's now found a job, but uh, three weeks ago, we got we, we couldn't take the toxicity that Satan was dealing anymore. And we moved out an hour before my sister arrived at mom's house the weekend of Thanksgiving because the night of Thanksgiving, my youngest sister decided it was going to be okay to yell at my bride because of what mom asks to eat all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing we can do about that. Mom wants a certain thing. My bride gets it for her. And my mom would always say, well, I need, I need, I need. And we were just in a very toxic situation. Yes. And uh, it just hurt so much. And we we just got tired of the toxicity and we needed to get out because we couldn't let Satan win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're just both so down right now because we gave up everything just to come out here and help mom. And this is the the respect we get, and every time we'd, we'd let mom know or Robin know, you know, well, we gave up everything, and my youngest sister didn't even think once or bat an eyelash about, you know, giving up her job to help mom, but we do, and it's, well, we didn't ask you to. Well, then, you know, why did you call and tell us this then?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not hurting our marriage. We we are very close because God is involved in our relationship, but it hurts so bad mm-hmm. that all that toxicity you know, got so bad that my bride and I are now living in a hotel until we got, we both have jobs until we can get money saved up to get a, get a place to live and get out of this hotel. It just hurts so bad that family can treat family like that, but yet they both profess to be such, Oh, such wonderful Christians.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so sorry, brother. I I think, you know, what you're, what you're describing uh, is um, it's so difficult so difficult to have a family particularly a family that if they're if they're proclaiming and professing to be a believer um, has such dysfunction and uh, it's difficult uh, I myself have walked through that uh, so I there's a part of me that can can relate to what you're saying uh, I've interesting I've been talking to a number of people even here in our church family. That have been walking through family issues and are brokenhearted. And I can, uh, Scott, I can hear it in your voice just the brokenness and the heaviness uh, and the pain. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, you know, a, a pastor once said to me uh, at one point when I was seeking some counsel from him, he said, you know, as much as we pray, For things to be healed on this side of eternity, maybe healed in our relationship with our mom or our sister or our father, some things will be healed, and God is able, and we want to pray towards that, but there will be some things that will um, go to the grave broken. Um, on this side of eternity. So we pray for the Lord to do a work. We pray for healing, but it doesn't always mean it's going to happen. There's no guarantee. We, we certainly want it and we pray for it, but um, if, if they are true believers, based on the profession of faith, then we do know there will be a beautiful, wonderful reconciliation uh, with, again, as we mentioned a few moments ago on the show, with no more sin and no more sorrow and no more selfishness and no more uh, hurtful words and uh, all the baggage in the history. And I think a lot of that's being stirred up now, too, because of the holidays. And, you know, we all have this idea that the holidays should be the most wonderful time of the year with a picture of everyone sitting around with these big smiles on their faces, eating a big Christmas dinner. But the reality is, for so many, it's not that. Uh, this stirs up a lot of pain from families that are not close, um, that are dysfunctional, and then you add the element of uh, families that claim to be a Christian family, and it just—it just is a weight. Uh, and I can hear that you again—that you're just feeling the brokenness of this. So, uh, brother, I'm sorry, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's my honor certainly to bring this to the Lord with you today.
1: I appreciate it. And it's just—it's just so freaking hard,
2: man. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, mean, that...
1: I try to I try to hide my emotions, and it's just so very hard. And people ask me what's wrong, and I I tell them I just don't want to get into it. But I, you know, I listen to you guys every day since I've been out here because I, I like I like listening to Christian radio, and I listen to you guys at four o'clock in the morning on my way to work, and then. Four o'clock at night when I'm on my way home from work because it's just wonderful, wonderful words that come from this station and the music and yeah. all the pastors that have such wonderful words. And I don't know why I get so emotional about this, but it hurts so bad.
2: Yeah. Well, n- no need to apologize at all about being emotional. If we're going to be emotional with anybody, we want to be emotional. Uh, in in our our spiritual family, with our pastors, with our brothers, with our sisters, we we need as men uh, certainly um, to be more open to expressing our emotion, not to hiding it or pretending it's not there or trying to kind of muscle our way through it. So 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 know that that's wonderful. We we bring all of us before the Lord, uh, in which includes our emotion and our brokenness. So um, so Scott, let me pray for you, and, and we're just going to go before the Lord. And ask the Lord to do what only he can do right now in in your life, so God we uh lift up our dear brother Scott thankful for uh Scott and uh so thankful Lord that uh you know when they moved here in August to care for his mother um that that, that their heart was to be that present help lord as it were for 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 her uh and so difficult then uh to have left. Uh, being yelled at, um, Lord, and now living in a hotel with his wife, and just the pain. It's so heavy. It's so heavy, God, and you see that. You know that. Uh, I think about you, Jesus. Uh, you say that you are a man of sorrow acquainted with all grief, so you can relate to what Scott is saying. You you were abandoned by your brothers, Lord. You were abandoned by all your disciples as well, um, Lord. You you understand what it means to feel the sting in the pain of this kind of broken uh, familial relationships, Lord, uh, we, we would call it today, Lord, dysfunctional families, uh, or uh, Lord, whatever is behind all of this lord and and so God, I just pray you, you are the God of all comfort, your word says, and my brother right now, and his wife, no doubt, needs comfort, Lord, um, that you are the perfect father. You've adopted us into a imperfect family, uh, but it is nonetheless uh, the, the 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 perfect family for us to be adopted into, Lord, the church, uh, where we have brothers and sisters that we get to now ask to pray for one another. And we get to walk through this journey of life and faith together. And Lord, we do this. We bring our, our parents, our moms, our dads, our brothers, our sisters, Lord, these broken relationships that we have, we bring them before you, Knowing God that there 's very little in some cases that we what of uh, what we can do to heal that Lord, um, we do our best to try to be at peace with all men, as your word says, but you say if possible, which means there 's just going to be times it 's not possible for us to be at peace even with our own family, um, but I do want to pray God, we again acknowledge you are the God that is able, and would you bring a reconciliation? to scott with his mother with his sister would there be forgiveness that would be offered and forgiveness that would be received Uh, lord would you settle his heart in your presence just to know lord that in the middle of this difficult situation as they're now in a hotel everything feels upended in his life right now that you have promised you're never going to leave him that you're never going to forsake him that he is able to take all of this and to cast it upon you because you care for him Uh, He's walking through a very, very difficult um, season, moment here of his life, but there will be a time when he will be on the other side of this, and he'll be able to look back, and he'll be able to see the faithfulness of God in every step of this, Lord. It doesn't mean that this situation is a good situation, uh, but you're able to bring good out of it, and the only reason is because you yourself are good. So I pray that he could hold on to that, and even, even praying by faith right now, believing, God, that you're going to see him and his wife through, that you love them, Lord, that you also love his mom and his sister, uh, and that you're able to, to bring about, um, Lord, in the same way that you reconciled us to yourself while we were still sinners, your your desire would be that our relationships would be reconciled. Sometimes that will happen, sometimes it won't, but either in either case, Lord, we trust you. And so I just want to put my brother before you, in addition to all the others that are listening, that could relate very much so to what Scott is asking prayer for right now, particularly in this season, Lord, again, where so much of this is stirred up. So we put him before you, put his wife before you, Lord, put his hurt, his brokenness, Lord, the rawness of this, uh, that we can all hear in his voice, in his petition to you, Lord. We just put all that before you, knowing we're, we're putting him into the, the, the most... Um, Carrying and tender hands, uh, that knows Him and loves Him more than anyone else. And so we trust Him to you now, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Josh, and God bless you. I All appreciate right, Scott. it.
2: You're, you're welcome, brother. And stay in touch again. Uh, keep, keep us updated. If we can pray, uh, stop by here at Calvary Church. You're not too far away. If you want to meet with one of us, meet with myself. We're, we're happy to continue to pray for you anytime.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate all of you, and I love listening to your radio.
2: Amen. We're so thankful that it's a blessing to you and a ministry to you. That's, that's what this is all about. It's all about pointing you and your heart back to Jesus. And so if the radio station is doing that, then we're doing what, uh, what the Lord thank wants you. us to do.
1: But I appreciate you, and God bless you and your family. Have a blessed holiday season.
2: You too. Thank you, Scott. God bless you. Appreciate you calling. Appreciate you sharing. Appreciate the emotion behind uh, even just your expression of that, too. That's a good, healthy thing to do uh, for any of us. And, and I say particularly men because we're the ones that often don't want people to see that side of us, but it's, it's good. Uh, we're going to take one last caller here. Unfortunately, time is passing, uh, but I do want to try to do uh, due diligence to Penny's question. So, Penny, you're calling from Maryland, it sounds like.
3: Yes, how you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing great, thank you. How are you today?
3: I'm well. So my question is about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in me. Is it the same Holy Spirit in you, or that we had different Holy Spirit, our own personal Holy Spirit?
2: Yeah, no, so it is the same Spirit. As a matter of fact, Paul talks about all of us are baptized into one Spirit, one faith, one baptism. So it's remarkable— that the Holy Spirit, God, the third part of the Godhead, can be in you right now, and the same Holy Spirit can be in me right now. It kind of reminds me of when uh, we think of all the people on the earth right now that are praying to God— all throughout, every culture, every country, uh, and God is able to hear simultaneously every single prayer at the same time, because He is not confined to a space in the way that we would be. Um, he's He's omnipresent, so He's everywhere at once. So it is, again, as, as Scripture says, the same Spirit uh, in you that is in me. And one of the beautiful things is that when we come together to worship, we've got the same Spirit in us, and there's a sense when we're worshiping and we're we're in fellowship with one another; that He's doing a work of unity. Because as I talk to you, my sister, you've got the same Holy Spirit in you that I have in me, and He's able to bring a unity to us, which is so wonderful uh, in the Spirit.
3: Okay, thank you for that clarification. I, I thought it was that, but I just want to... and where's that in the Bible? Would that be the same thing? Like, can ask? Um, was that two thirty eight when it was an upper
2: room? Uh, that's a great passage as well, but the the, the passage that I am uh, referencing here, uh, let me just pull it up, uh, unless uh, somebody else gets to it before me. Sorry, I'm uh, one faith, one baptism. That is found in so I would read Ephesians chapter four, the whole chapter, um, but that particular okay. area is found, or that particular verse is found in um, in Ephesians four verses five and six. Um, where he okay. says there, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, uh, who is over all, in all, and living through all, is the verse there. So, but that whole chapter is great, and I think will help help you with, with that as well. Okay, thank you for the clarification. Uh, you're so welcome, you. Penny. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling, and hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you again. Okay, God bless you. All right, God bless you too. Well, guys, so sorry our time is up here. Uh, We've got about a minute left of the show. Wish we had more time. It it always does go by so quickly. Uh, But again, so thankful for all of you that have called. Thank you for those that have expressed some pretty uh, deep things that you're walking through right now, uh, trusting that the Lord himself is with you. I I do want to make mention of something. If you're walking through this season right now, the holidays, and you're alone, uh, check out your local church and ask if they have a grief-share ministry. If so, then they probably have something for the holidays for you. We've got something here uh, this Sunday, December 17th. It's called Blue Christmas, but check out your local church. Ask about a grief-share ministry if you're alone and grieving at this season of your life. We'll be back with you on Monday, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. God bless you. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in
0: next time for prayer and God's Word.